You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of All Nat, brought to you by OTS. I am your host, Natalie, but most people call me Nat. And today I have with me a guest who we've been working to try to get together for a long time. And finally, it's happening. And I can't think of a better time to have her on the show because we are in the middle of the playoffs. The Warriors just won game six to send themselves to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in like two postseasons or two years, mm-hmm. however you look at it. So I have Whitley Sandretta with me. Thank you, Whitley, so much for being on. Whitley is from uh, 95.7 The Game. I sometimes tongue twist that, guys. So I had to take it slow, okay? And she's a reporter, producer, a senior digital man- manager there. So thank you for taking the time to be on with me. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Like you said, I'm so happy we can finally do this. <laughs> We've been trying for so long. Yes, yes, for sure. So Anyways, like, let's just dig right in, like, initial thoughts on last night, because that was a home game. So were you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I was. The energy at Chase Center, that was the close. I'm not going to say Oracle, because I'm not going to compare anything to that, but that was the closest I have seen it to Oracle. It was so loud. The energy from the jump was just insane. Um, I will say, though, when the Warriors started turning over, I think they had, like, three turnovers in a row. I almost thought that boos were going to start coming for the Warriors. I'm like, oh, my God, no. Do not <laughs> boo them. <laughs> so I got really close. You could tell the fans they were irritated, but then they ended up turning around, and the atmosphere was just – it was incredible at Chase Center. That's good because there's been a lot of talk around the atmosphere for this first postseason run. What has been your view on it? Like, is it as bad as people are making it seem? Is it a bit exaggerated, or is it really been, like, not that great? Well, where do you land? I would say maybe it's a little bit exaggerated, but I think Draymond said it best when he was like, we have to stop comparing this to Oracle because Oracle is a completely different atmosphere. But Draymond, he's also been honest and calling out the fans saying we need more. And last night, I think the fans really took that personal a little bit and they okay. you know, stood up to that and they were like, okay, we're going to show out the entire game. And they did. Of course, you know, there was a moment where the Warriors were playing pretty bad, so it kind of mellowed out. But at the very beginning, the very end, it was... It was great. The atmosphere was awesome. Um, do you think, like, just from a purely, like, 
construction, I guess, basics and acoustics. Is there anything to the fact that it's just like a bigger space that could lend itself to why it doesn't sound as loud? I mean, I know even over time at Oracle, people felt like as the ticket prices got more expensive, it kind of priced out some of the fans anyway. So even at Oracle, some, some thought the atmosphere changed a little bit, but like Chase is just a bigger space. I've been to both arenas myself. So Chase is just much bigger. Um, I don't know if they have like built-in stuff to help with the acoustics, but do you think that is a part of the reason why maybe it doesn't seem to feel like it's lively or as loud in there? It could be, but I will say one thing when they developed Chase Center, because I remember going to the tour before it was open, they explained all this. They did try to keep it very intimate. If you look at a lot of these new arenas, I mean, they're just like huge. So they did try to keep that, you know, where it's closer to the floor. Even if you look up at like the nosebleeds, I don't know if you've been up there, but they're like. No, I was on the first level when I went, when I came. So they're like right over the top. So they all, they try to keep everything close to the floor to try to keep that same vibe. But I definitely think there probably is a little bit of difference between Oracle and Chase Center, the size of it. But the Warriors, they really did want to try to keep that intimate feeling. Okay. So, I mean, what, before going into the game, did you think that the Warriors had it? Were you nervous a little bit? Cause a lot of fans were nervous and I did a couple of spaces on Twitter and there was definitely like nervous jitters. And I was just like, they're closing it out tonight, guys. Like, that's it. This is a wrap. So, um, and originally for the series, I predicted it in six. I mean, I know for a lot of people, jaw going down sort of changed it, but it didn't for me only because like, Memphis is really good without him and they showed that all season so I didn't necessarily think it was going to be easier um so I had always said six I said I could see a path to the Warriors winning in five if they play to their level right Mm -hmm. but that means like the turnovers they can't be like as excessive as they are and you know like they're they're having like good shooting nights and um but I just knew that that probably wouldn't be the case. So I thought it was going to be six anyway. So I'm happy they won. I'm not that surprised by the outcome, but people were like starting to get a little nervous. So how did you feel going into the game? I was a little bit nervous, not going to lie from a work standpoint, because for one, like you were mentioning, they're better without jaw. And I don't know exactly why that is. Obviously their defense is a lot better without jaw. And that's um, really, I think, the it. big thing. Yeah, but Ja, he's such an incredible talent that obviously you want him out there on the floor at all times. Right. Um, but their defense is definitely better without Ja. But I was a little bit nervous just because I was like, you know what, they're going to do in five. Because selfishly, I was going to have a few days off. I was going to, you know, leave town. And then, of course, it wasn't even a close game when they got blown out. I'm like, seriously, y'all have to do this to me? Oh my God, you sound just like Marcus Thompson. (laughs) He was just like telling me, he's like, yeah, he's just like, whenever I need to have like a few extra days, the Warriors don't give it to me. And I'm just like, stop it, stop this. They are closing tonight at six. I was like, I swear to God, if you all don't win this tonight and you end up ruining the rest of my week and I don't get two days off in a row, it's going to be so salty. So I'm like, I could just see this happening. But also the Grizzlies, they just don't give up. And no, they don't. It's just always there. So it's like, you never know. 
And of course, you always have the three one Warriors talk. And I know, even though they've won many series since then, like three one, like they've done it so many times since then, and it it will just never leave them. Obviously, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think sometimes too, one thing that concerns me a little bit, they've been here and they have done that, so I understand that. But their attitude. And the mentality when it comes to that, it's just like, oh, we've been here. We're going to be fine. So they can slack off a little bit, I feel like. Right, for sure. Now when you get into the Western Conference Finals, that's not going to be the case. You can't just be careless with the ball and turn it over 22 times, however many times. Like You can't do that and win a game. Um, so that's one thing that is concerning to me. But when you're playing a team like the Grizzlies, you know, you can have a bad game five and come back and win in game six. Yeah, there was a lot of talk around that game five. And I really thought people started to take too far. They're just like, championship teams don't do this. And I'm like, but like they're they do, already though. a championship. <laughs> like they've already, like they're already that. So I don't yeah. understand, you know? And I was like, guys, it's it's one game. Like I, I get it. Like it was a blowout, but it's just one game. It's not that, you know, deep. Especially like in general for me, like I get that it's the playoffs, but when a team gets blown out like that, like I, there's just not much I can read for it. I'm like, you just came yeah. and you were not, you know, maybe you thought they were going to lay down for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what you thought, but like, I can't even like read too much into that. Um, yeah. There's zero effort on both ends of the floor. They just weren't. Right. They just were not. That. So I don't know, but there was just a lot of talk around it. And I think, so there's a couple of things like with the turnovers, like one, I think that I think it'll be improved because I think part of all of those turnovers was just, the Grizzlies specifically, mm-hmm. like their length, right? And like the ability to play the passing lanes. And yeah. I don't know that like any of the other teams, at least for the West, I don't know that any of the other teams will be able to like force those kinds of turnovers, mm-hmm. right? So I think that was somewhat unique to the Grizzlies, but I could be wrong. Cause I mean, the Warriors in general are a turnover prone team and they were not some, a lot of them were unforced. So, but I yeah, do think some, I, I think some of it is matchup specific. But I also think with the Warriors, at least over the years and watching them, I feel like you kind of got to earn their respect, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, like, I feel like they would never go into like, let's say they played Phoenix. I feel like they would never go into a Phoenix series like that because like, even though Phoenix hasn't won, you know, Chris Paul's on the team, they've battled against him before, but I feel like they're kind of like, oh, these guys, who are they? They're young, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I, like, obviously, I don't even interview the team. They've never told me this, but it's just kind of what I feel like them. So I feel like the Grizzlies are now like on their radar. So maybe they would just treat it differently. But I mm-hmm. think, I feel like some of that had to be at play. I don't know. What do for, you think? Oh, for sure. And then last night, I think like you're talking about with respect, I think the Grizzlies are finally starting to get the respect. Because I know last year after the play-in game, they were so salty and they were, they didn't want to give the Grizzlies like, you know, they wouldn't want to be like, Oh yeah, this team's going to be around for a long time. After this series, Draymond last night, he was like, you know, I wanted to talk about, uh, whoop that trick, all this stuff, but he didn't. He's like, I just have to give them respect. Steph the same way. He said, they're going to be around for a long time. So I think the Grizzlies, this really opened a lot of eyes. And I think moving forward, they definitely, like you said, they're on the Warriors' radar. And I think they earned a lot of respect after those series. Yeah, I still don't like them, though. But no. um, I, oh my, I never knew this would be, like, the new Western Conference uh, rivalry. Clippers. Kind of like the Rock guy. Yeah, the Clippers. See, they actually remind me more of, like, the Clippers. Because, like, the, well, I didn't like the Rockets either. But <laughs> I, I hated Lob City. Like, I... 
hated them. <laughs> I feel that. I was see, I wasn't covering the team during that era, but I just remember the Houston Rockets stuff, yeah. the pettiness that went down. I'm just like, oh my god, this is just like the same vibe. Chris so is also a common denominator in those two teams. The first two. Um, yeah. So I yeah, I really don't like um the Grizzlies though at all. Like I was like, y'all gotta just beat this team. I was mad they didn't end it in five just because I like can't stand them. Yes. So um I'm happy that it ended. Like I do not like that team at all. And also Dylan Brooks, like I know a lot of people were saying after the foul on GP2, he's not a dirty player, but it was a dirty play. But then last night, the way he shoved Steph, I'm like, that right there is so dirty. Why would you even do that again? And in Chase Center, like after what you've already did before, I just can't believe he had the nerve to do that. I'm like, that's a yeah, like the man. He is incredibly reckless. Like yes. to me, the distinction I get, like, listen, I'm not an NBA player, so I don't need to make these distinctions like they do. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are incredibly reckless and you do it over and over, at some point, there's no distinction to me between dirty and just very reckless because when you're very reckless, eventually it's going to lead to bad things happen happening. Yep. And I feel like that, like even before the series, Brooks is a reckless player. He fouls, he like does these things. And so I, yeah, no, that, that play with stuff like annoyed me last night. Oh, I, yeah, that was irritating. He literally shoved him. Yes! So I, I listen, I, whatever. I'm so glad we're done with that team. Yeah. I don't know if you saw some of the tweets afterwards, but like, did you see Kaminga and Ja? Did you see Yes, those tweets? yes. And then I was like, everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like, he's won more than you. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. He'll be in the Western Conference Finals. Exactly you won't. You. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I love that. I love Kaminga's confidence too. He's for a rookie, like he's just, he's came in, you know, he didn't play in college and he's so confident and that's so huge. Not to get off topic or bring up James Wiseman. No, it's fine. When you look at like, you know, rookies, James Wiseman's rookie season obviously started off with COVID and then had the injury. So I feel awful for James Wiseman, but it's just like two different completely players because Kaminga just came in with this confidence and James Wiseman, I think has so much talent but I'm so concerned about his confidence level because if you're in this, if you're in the NBA and you have talent, but you don't have the confidence to go along with it, you're most likely not going to elevate to where you can be. Right. And I think that's why we saw uh, Draymond being so hard on James last season. He was like trying to pep him up a little bit. Um, that was completely off topic, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Like no, the it's confidence it's levels. Anything Warriors is on topic for this show. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping that James now will be able to like be eased in. And so mm-hmm. that'll help because I don't know. I, I just kind of always felt like that first year that I grant granted like things kind of got turned upside down with Clay's injury, but I also feel that they didn't really have like a development plan for him. Mm-hmm. And then they just sort of threw him out there. And so like now it'll be a little bit different. They have the right coaches. My Mm -hmm. guess is that even next year when he starts to play, he's not going to be starting. So he'll be able to come off the bench and, you know, be eased in and, and, you know, hopefully he'll get some of his confidence then. And, you know, so I really, I'm looking forward to having James Wiseman. We can use that body, his, his height, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we need his length and, Hopefully, because I feel so bad. I feel so bad about the way he's talked about 
like mm-hmm. having to see he's everything such, on Twitter. Yeah. And he he's seems such, such a good guy too. Okay. Yeah. I, I really want to see him succeed, you know? Okay. And I mean, I know everyone has different definitions of what success can look like, but I mean, the raw talent is there. So I'm not ready yet to like limit his potential. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm excited for him for next season, but we got to get through this season. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Western Conference Finals. Oh my God. Well, actually, I still want to talk about the games a little bit more last yes. night. So, what did you think about Loon? Like, let's start with Kevin Looney. Kevin oh Looney. my God. <laughs> Incredible. And just with the Warriors, you know, especially when they got killed on the offensive glass in game five, like they needed that. And I don't know if you saw post game, but Draymond and Steph, they're the ones in play. They're the ones yeah. that told Mike Brown, we want Kevin Looney in the starting lineup. And no knock on Jonathan Kaminga. He shouldn't have been in the starting lineup. No, I he love Kaminga. I love what he brings. Right. But I think in the playoffs, his spot is to come off the bench and bring a little bit of energy yes. when they need it. Like when the Warriors are kind of like dragging, they need that little boost. Yep. I think it would be huge off the bench. I agree. But him starting, that was so unfair to him, I feel like. but It was. And I think he felt like because he was starting, he had to do more. Like yeah. if he would have started and just done the same thing he normally did when he's coming off the bench, it would have been fine. But I think in his mind, it was like, I'm starting, so I got to, like, do more versus just yeah. playing your role because you're going to add something anyway. So I agree, but whatever. He's getting playoff minutes, and that's huge mm-hmm. in itself. So, you know, each step, he'll be better, you know. And I feel like I see that with him, like, even throughout the season. Like, sometimes he'll come out in a game and be kind of rough, and then by the end, he's, like, good. It's like he picked up quickly during the game, like, while he's playing. So I think the future is so bright for him. I'm so excited about coming uh and you can tell he has a high basketball IQ, just like you said, if he starts off struggling and it's so good, especially for a rookie, because it would be so easy to get down on yourself when you're a rookie, you have a bad start, but he can just turn it around. And he has a really good ability to adjust as the game goes on, which you don't always see in a young player. So I think Kaminga, yeah, he definitely, he has so much potential and his basketball IQ, I think for a young player is, is pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. I just, cause Loon, I mean, oh he God. played the whole fourth quarter. I was just like, this man, he played 82 seasons. When you really think about, like, where he's came from, like, the G League, the development, like, he was sort of a project for the Warriors to being a critical Injury. piece of, like, their mm-hmm. championship core, who probably it goes under the radar and doesn't get enough credit. Like, what a, what a, oh, my gosh, like, stamp to have, like, mm-hmm. Steph and Dre be like, you need to be starting in a closeout game. That's incredible. That must feel good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, that's awesome. But he's like, I've been here and you know, he's played with these guys before. Yeah. Looney's always kind of been uh, under the radar piece, but people forget he's been with these guys in the yep. finals. He's played with them. So of course, like Draymond and stuff, it's like, yeah, we want him to start with us. And it just makes sense, especially yeah. when they're getting killed on the glass and Kevon Looney, I mean, 22 rebounds. I think he said that that's probably the most rebounds he had since college. (laughs) I'm like, dang. I know. And I know he was so exhausted, but he just kept giving them extra possessions, extra Mm. possessions. I was like, like when I first saw, like when it was early in the game and someone tweeted he had 11, I was like, what? Is that Yeah, like the first quarter. (laughs) Yeah, because I wasn't counting, but I remember I tweeted something like, I said, Luna's out here like fighting for his life to give us, you know, extra possessions. And I hadn't been counting. So when I saw someone say 11, I was like, what? I had to like go and check the box score. And at that point, I'm just like keeping track. And I'm like, this is incredible. 
incredible. And Mike Brown was saying, like, towards the end of the game, he was just like, come on, Loon, just hang in there with me. Like, just finish it off. He was, like, begging him. And Loon was like, I'm fine. And Booby, he's just knock on wood because I'm superstitious. But um, yeah. I don't know if I have any wood. I got it. I got uh, some wood right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I did great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like bringing out, like, you know, I have any. Um, but Looney just, you know, when he started off his injury history and what he was able to do this year, like you said, he played 82 games and that was a big goal of his and not going to lie. There was a point where I'm like, are you sure you want to do that Looney? Are you sure right. you want a little bit of rest going into the playoffs? Yeah. Like he a lot. Um, but he looks great and he's a huge piece. And I think he's going to be a huge piece to, you know, the Western conference finals and hopefully the finals. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, they they grabbed 70 boards though as a team last night. I Wild. mean, Draymond had, I think, double digit rebounds. Yeah. I can't remember. He almost had a triple. I think he was two assists shy of a triple double. Okay. Exactly. But he did have uh, yeah, yeah, he he and um Andrew has just been great all yeah. I like Andrew's my like, you know. Me I mean, too. I always see her tweets. <laughs> like I I am an I am an Andrew Wiggins fan. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> And I hate the hate that he gets just because he's just, he has brought so much to this team. And I remember when people were saying, include him in a trade for Ben Simmons. Bonte and I both, we were like, no. Oh, I and know. He, I remember Bonte. With this Warriors team, especially when Clay comes back, it just makes sense. And he does all this stuff. Like, I mean, he hasn't always put up big, like, point scoring wise, but he has been so consistent. All the hustle plays. Uh, the rebounding I mean he has just been so aggressive and he's completely he's another big piece key piece to this Warriors run I think I mean he was key in the fourth quarter to really turning the game around like he had I think like three or four straight possessions between shots defensive plays um like that just turned the game around and 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 after that that was just it and I'm just I'm so proud of him I love to see him getting like all this this praise you know there's no more calling into questioning of his contract and he's doing it on the defensive end which still to me is like going like underrated too because he's a legit two-way force so I am so happy for Andrew Wiggins I really hope that they can complete this full run because I would love to see him get a ring I think when you think about like where he came from and how people like get on him. And then like mm-hmm. when the trade first happened, you know, people were clowning the Warriors for taking him. Then he becomes like a, an all-star starter yeah, this year. I mean, it's just such a great so story. I, I really want this obviously for all of them, but yeah, I'm a huge Andrew Wiggins fan. So I'm hoping it, it goes down. I know me too. Yeah. And then of course, of course, how can we um, not touch on game six play? Um, I mean, it's really remarkable when you think about what Clay's been through, right? To get back here and be in that position. I wish I could like see a game six Clay in person because I've only, you know, seen it on TV. But like, what is it like when you're watching him doing that in this game at the right highest level? About- <laughs> I'm getting chills right now thinking about it, especially <laughs> this last night. Like after everything he's been through, because. Players don't come back hardly ever from one major injury, let alone two back-to-back missing two years. I'm going to need you to knock on wood again because it's superstitious. But Clay just looks so incredible. And he, you know, took his rehab so seriously. His body, he's in great shape. He's worked so hard for this. And just to see him, you know, go off like that in person in a game six, 
And he just has this extra like fire now when he starts going off. You see him like hyping up the crowd before play. He just he never never have a reaction. And he was saying how he just will never take this for granted again. You know how much he loves the game. I mean, it's just no words for what it's like in person. Like I said, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. But yeah. it's incredible. I love that he had that moment, especially because he'd been struggling a little bit in this series. So you know, at that time where they needed him most because like no one else could really get it going because Andrew was having a difficult first half. Steph was, you know, shaky till the fourth quarter. So, I mean, what a what a performance from him. It's just so typical of him. Whenever I think about him having these games, the OKC one, the most famous one, it was yeah. the same thing. Like Steph kind of joined him like in the fourth quarter, but he just kept them steady, kept them close, kept them close. Then when you think about that Houston Rockets series, what was that, 2019? when like Steph got into foul trouble and he had to go to the bench and he was just you know doing what he had to do and then you know you think about uh last night and it's just like clay like this is just really your thing like you're we should just know that game six is going to be clay so everyone should just like move out the way and and let him do his thing so definitely definitely happy for clay and i feel like this is one of those years where like you're really going to be like they got something from everyone because like even if you think about like someone like jordan Poole, who at least in both series like now the first round the second round he kind of has started off hot for the warriors in the first Mm -hmm. two to three games and then seemed to struggle in the later games as adjustments were made but like like game one he was their best player in this series right and then like he was starting and he like really held it down in the Denver series for some of those earlier games so like every person should feel like they contributed I think a piece to this like this run as as it continues to go so I love that um and I hope to strengthen numbers sorry yeah no no it's fine because I really hope they can get to the finals. I know it's like a very slim chance, mm-hmm. but like that that might be the only way we get to see a GP2 sighting again. And I would love to have him back. So I hope that they can get there. Yeah, GP2. I mean, he was such a huge piece. And just like, when I still think about that Dylan Brooks style, it just irritates me so bad. And that's why I just like made, because GP2 was on the bench last night. And that's another reason why it made me so mad when Dylan Brooks like shoved steps. I'm like, you're doing this right there and gp 2 is right there the guy that you literally just broke his elbow like fractured his elbow and it's just yeah a nerve i can't get over it but yeah gp 2 i would love to see him back there i mean last night when they showed him on the jumbotron he just got a huge standing ovation he's definitely became a fan favorite yes yes huge player did you see um jordan Poole do the gritty last night yeah <laughs> He did a, he nailed it. That's another player. Jordan Poole's confidence. And you know, when he was struggling and he went down to the G League, came back and he was playing better, he never lost his confidence once. Jordan Poole's another one that you just like, if he's missing shots, he's gonna keep shooting kind of like play. He'll just keep shooting. Um, right. Love Jordan Poole's confidence too, but I did see him. <laughs> I, he was like getting spicy with the Grizzlies binge last night. They had a couple words like several times. I'm like, yes. I love this. I love spicy Jordan. I do. I love it. I love it. I love all the back and forth talk. And I know everyone's saying this is going to be a new rivalry. We'll see. Because I also feel like, well, depending on who we play next, I just think all these teams maybe could end up being rivalries. We'll see. Because like, you know, if we go on to play and we're going to talk about that next, but like if we go on to play the Suns, for example, you know, um, Chris Paul already has that history with this team. So I feel like that would like 
you know, feed into it. And then I don't know. I mean, we'll see like about what Dallas does. Cause I don't feel like we've really had any kind of like animosity or anything with them. Mm-hmm. But if you, anytime you end up playing a team in the postseason, that's the beginning of these things. So it would be curious to see what that would be like. Um, so yeah, but I know everyone's like us in Memphis and I'm just like, honestly, I don't ever want to play these guys again. Not because right. like, I'm scared of them. But, like, if Dylan Brooks is on the team, he's always trying mm-hmm. to freaking injure people. Um, and they just, they talk so much. Just the, the chirping, the chirping, oh the Twitter, like, the tweeting. I just, and even I don't media members them. and stuff. There's a few media members, like, that stuff that was being said. I'm like, are you serious? You just feel comfortable putting this stuff out there? Like, that just shows, like, I'm like, yes! I, can't, I wonder sometimes, too, what those players deal with. Like, the Grizzlies, I'm sure there's, like, shady stuff that, you know, goes on behind the scenes if some of these media members are like, oh, I'm just going to put this out on Twitter. So, like, it's just awful. I was like, yeah, oh it's, it's weird. Like, their media, they were, like, trying to send the video where, like, Jordan Poole came to tech- check on GP2 and kind of, like, look, he came off the bench. Like, are y'all serious right now? Oh, yeah, it was no, just no. like I was like, what is what is with these people? <laughs> I I do not like that team. I do not like their fans. So like, if we gotta play them, we gotta play them. But I actually don't desire like let them be someone else's issue because they are um they are something. They are something. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that we won and they yeah. lost. And so onward. And then the Warriors get some days off. They get some time off before the next round and we don't know who they're going to play yet so I do want to like go I want to talk about that and and who they might play and and what you think about those potential um matchups um before we move on to the next topic though I just want to announce that I'm so delighted to let everyone know that I now partner with Loop Loop is one of the fastest growing sports communities and Loop provides sports cards for lovers of the game. And for those who just love to collect sports cards as a hobby, you can be a part of it right now. Just use my link. It's personalized loop.cards forward slash natfluential. Loop is spelled tricky guys, L-O-U-P-E. So that's L-O-U-P-E loop.cards forward slash natfluential, which is my Twitter handle. So you should all know it. N-A-T-F-L-U-E-N-T-I-A-L. And when you use that link, you can get $20 towards your first purchase and make sure you download their app so you can make that purchase in the app. So check it out, guys. Don't say I never did anything for you. (laughs) (laughs) So the next series, Whitley. So we don't know who we're going to be playing. I say we, and I like, you're in the media, so I can probably say we, you probably can't say we. So when I say we, I mean me, like we, my team. <laughs> I know um, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> the Warriors, the Warriors can play either the Phoenix Suns or they can play the Dallas Mavericks. If they were to play the Dallas Mavericks, they would have home court advantage. Mm-hmm. If they play the Suns, they would not. These two teams are constructed very differently. So I'm curious, is there, what team would you prefer? So, and tell me from a personal standpoint too, because I know you may have like some preferences in terms of travel Mm -hmm. or where you go. I don't know if you travel for the games, but I I know some people who travel with the team, they're like, I want to be in Phoenix. I don't want to be in Dallas. I want to be here. So tell me from that perspective too. But um, what's your preference in terms of like who they see? Maybe it's just like in terms of watching, you know, player or Mm -hmm. team style you want. And then who do you think would be maybe the the better matchup for the Warriors um, in terms of just basketball? Yeah, so I 
think from watching perspective, um, like you mentioned, I feel like Phoenix and the Warriors with Chris Paul, they kind of have a little, you know, back and forth, a little pettiness. And I feel like that would be more entertaining. But Bonte and I, we've been having so many conversations on this, like talking about he he would rather them uh, play Phoenix because he thinks it would be easier. He thinks Dallas would be a tougher matchup. And the Warriors, they have had more success against Phoenix this year. Um, You know, we've seen Draymond against DeAndre Ayton. He's been able to shut him down pretty well. And so they have had more success against Phoenix. But I just think the pettiness level is huge. And I think home court matters. Like, I don't think you want to play Phoenix and have to go in there and say if it's a game seven. You don't want to have to do that because that arena, it's wild. It does get loud. There's so much energy. And even the Warriors, you know, I know they don't like to admit that home court really matters, but I'm like, it does. <laughs> Especially home when court it's like, definitely like matters. I mean, just like last night, we saw how much it mattered. And then we saw game five when they, when they went to Memphis, you know, it was just awful. So home court definitely matters. Um, but like I said, they have had more success against Phoenix. Chris Paul's just been awful. I don't know what's going on with him these past few games. He's just not right. So I would say Phoenix would be more entertaining, but I would want Dallas for home court. Okay. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's like a toss-up for me now, too. You know, coming into the postseason, because I had my agendas, right? So there were certain teams I wanted to play just because it was like, yeah, I wanted Denver in the first round because that would be the Warriors beating the MVP, you know, um, because I felt like Steph was unfairly overlooked. Like I get all the struggles and everything, but um, and I'm not saying that I thought he should have won, but the way he was just completely removed from the conversation um, because of a, a shooting slump when his team was still winning and they were still winning because of him. I didn't like that. So I was just like, okay, we're going to just ignore the chefs. So yes, I want to play Denver in the first round and I want to beat them. Um, and then I was like, I want the Grizzlies next because people have been talking all year. Oh, Ja owns Steph and the, you know, the Grizzlies have our number or have the Warriors number. And then, you know, when they overtook us for the second seed, people were like, oh, they're better. They're going to beat the Warriors. So I wanted them, you know, and then I was like, and then of course we like just finish it with going through the suns and, you know, people just kept saying, oh, they're the best team. And, you know, I get it like that they had the best record, but like before the warriors started experiencing injuries, we were like ahead of them or holding pace. And when that happened, people just acted like the warriors just stopped playing well and didn't like acknowledge that um, there were some things happening in the lineup that contributed to maybe why that changed. So in my head, you know, I just had all these agendas and narratives I wanted to tackle. So right now it's like going the way that I wanted, but as this, as the playoffs like went, it didn't matter to me as much. Cause I felt like the Grizzlies got exposed a little bit in that, in that uh, first series that they were in with the wolves. And so I don't think people were looking at them quite the same. And that was my thing. I just wanted them to kind of be exposed a little bit. Um, and then Denver, I mean, whatever. Um, but same thing now with like the Suns, like people were before talking like the Suns were unbeatable. And now people are like, are they going to win that game seven? Mm-hmm. So it's like, now I kind of don't care as much. So I wouldn't mind having home court. And so I guess I'm fine either way that it goes, but yeah, home court is always good. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same boat. Like I just think either way would be 
be okay. But I before I wanted Phoenix for sure. Yeah, me too. And I think deep down, I still may want Phoenix a little bit. I think just from a, my personal basketball watching, I think I just prefer like I don't I don't know. I don't really like get into Dallas. Like I watch their games and I'm like, I know everyone's like Luca Magic and Luca, but I just they don't do anything for me. And so mm-hmm. I just think from a viewing perspective and style of play, I think I would also um enjoy a Sun series first. So if I trust the team to win on the road. It's the Warriors, you know, they've won a road game in every series and you would hope that they could grab like one of the first two and with, with Phoenix won't have a, if it's Phoenix, they won't have a lot, either team actually won't have Mm -hmm. like a lot of time to rest because they're going to play those game sevens, I think are Monday. And then they basically Mm -hmm. would be starting the Western conference finals on Wednesday. So I think that's sort of bowls well for the Warriors. So I don't know, whichever way it goes. Yeah, and then there's going to be a game. So since the it's going to be a game seven for Phoenix and Dallas, they'll start Wednesday, and then it will be a game every other day. So every rest other day. for the Warriors coming up is huge, especially. Exactly. That's another thing this season I've been noticing a lot. Play everyone. They, they're talking about their age. Like, we're not as young as we used to be. No. This rest is huge for them, um, especially with these games coming up, because, yeah, it's going to be every other day, the entire Western Conference Finals. Which yeah, I was surprised when I heard Clay say that so openly, but then yeah. I was like, okay, but I'm glad that they're acknowledging it because they mm-hmm. need it. Yeah, definitely. yeah, for sure. And it, I think it's that lack of rest that's hurting Chris Paul. Cause I mean, even I was just like, Chris can't like, he'll give you like a good game. And then like the next game, he can't get back to that same height, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that was always noticeable to me. So now when you're playing games, like every other day, you know, that becomes challenging. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I really don't know. So my, my gut is telling me it's still going to end up being warrior sons, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if the, the Mavs pull it out. I mean, they have the best player on the court, you yeah, know, and they're so like, I feel like they're one game away from like Luga going off for like a crazy, you know, 50 point game or something, which I feel like he's, you know, kind of due for to winning game seven. Um, right. So I feel like before, you know, I for sure thought Phoenix had it in the bag, but now it's just like, I feel like it goes either way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. And then like, have you been watching the East, the East games at all? I have when I've been trying, lots of times I'll be in the media room when they're on. So I've been missing, you know, bits and pieces of that, but that, that game seven is going to be wild. Did you see, did you see the game six with Celtics and Bucks? So Jason I, Tatum was going off and yeah, Giannis was Jason going off. Tatum it was crazy. is one of my favorite young players to watch right now. Oh my God. We he's, have a lot in so, common. We I'm do. Saying. See, we have good taste. We have good taste <laughs> in basketball. Because <laughs> Jason Tatum, he is just, and it's wild because he's still so young. And also, shout out St. Louis. He's from Missouri. So I have to give it okay. to St. Louis. Shout out St. Louis. But Jason Tatum, yeah, he's one of my favorite players to watch. And it's pretty crazy, too, to see the Celtics, how they turn their season around. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know they are going to be in the playoffs at first. Like, they were no, I know. Neither, such none a of rough us. start. And then they ended up, you know, with the better record. First, Milwaukee, right? Yes. They yes, record. they did. Mm-hmm. Well, because Milwaukee, I mean, they say they didn't. But it all kind of, it kind of seemed like they were ducking that last game. So they wouldn't have to play the Nets. And the yeah. Celtics were just like, whatever. We're just going to go out and play. And now that benefits them because they're going to have home court because Milwaukee had it by virtue of like, mm-hmm. I think tiebreaker or they were one, I think actually they were one game up, but if they lost that game, then like the 
second, third, and fourth all ended like in a three-way tie. So their tiebreakers determined it and mm. Celtics got home court. So now, you know, look at that. I mean, Giannis is for sure the best player in the series, but they have to go into Boston and game seven, anything goes. And like the Celtics are going to have that home court advantage. And TD Garden is a nice home court advantage to have. Like that mm. arena is serious. Yeah, they are. Their fans, though, I've heard a lot of stories about Boston. Mm -hmm. Their fans, including they can be like, there's a lot of racism. Yeah. Some of the stuff that's said, which is awful, but that's a that's a hard place to go into and win a game seven for sure. It is. And I've gone because I actually like the Celtics are low key, like my East team. So I've gone to like a lot of Celtics games I've been there and then when the Warriors come over I always go so like I went up like when they had their little East Coast trip I went to the game in Philly I went to the game in New York obviously because some stuff like broke the record I oh, went up so to Boston so it was all like within a week's time um so I go to games in Boston quite often um I tend to think if you're on the seats that cost a little bit more it's maybe a little bit better easier I haven't had any experiences with anyone being crazy to me the fans have been pretty like you know nice mm -hmm. but they can they can get like really nasty Madison Square Garden can get like that I remember one time security when I was seated because I came in and like the opposing you know gear and they were just like if anyone troubles you if anyone bothers you and I'm like you're telling me this in advance this is crazy wow, um, that's crazy. and one one woman like people did start throwing things at her um, and so they had to like, they moved her to like another area. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I mean, wild. this is some years ago, so maybe it's calmed down, but not, I, I actually don't even like going to MSG, which is why I wish the Nets could get their shit together. Cause I prefer Barclays, like as a venue, I mm -hmm. prefer Barclays, but they're pretty boring in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was great for us that we took over the arena and we were like right. getting MVP for Steph and that's great. But I'm just saying like, it's because like Brooklyn is a lot like Oakland. And so I'm just like, Brooklyn deserves better than this like mm -hmm. whack fan base that doesn't know how to support <laughs> their team. So yeah, I hope that it improves. Yeah, I was hoping with Katie going there, Kyrie, that the fan base would, you know, especially from Kyrie being around there, like being from around there, I was hoping the fan base would really build up. But yeah, they just I think because not they're the not homegrown, you know, so it's just like the fans they have right now are like, the individual fans of those players who just kind of travel with the them wagon, yeah, yeah. versus like and there are Nets fans out there so I don't want to say that they don't have them but they have some growing to do and they're always going to kind of be the little brother to the Knicks so um you know whatever but the venue is incredibly nice it's really 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 nice so um yeah so I I think TD Garden is going to be a good um advantage though I have the Celtics Part of that's my heart, but I also just think, like I saw an interesting stat the other day, like with the teams that advance in the West, like the teams that have the most assists, like advance. And I don't think it was just like this year, but like in past years. And like, that's been the Celtics, you know, and that was the Heat and the Heat advance. So um, I think that's a good sign for them. And Jason Tatum, he seems to just show up in like these big games, like, in these game sevens or whenever like mm -hmm. last night it was a closeout game and he'd been not the best all series and he came out and he like gave you a game they're gonna be at home they're gonna feed off of that crowd so I have Celtics in seven but you know it's Giannis so you never know that's the thing with Giannis but 
I think Phoenix Suns is pulling it off. Like, I really feel like this game is going to go either way. And, yeah. you know, even last year we saw um, the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, it went right down to the wire. And then Katie, you know, his big foot is <laughs> on the line. And that's what <laughs> sent the Vikings to, the, yeah. to the Finals. But this game, I feel like it could be the same way. It could go literally either way. I know. Thankfully, it's crazy because I want to say thankfully, like my heart won't be like going crazy, but it will be because I really yeah. want the Celtics to win. Mm-hmm. Um, despite Marcus Smart not being on my good list anymore, but I want <laughs> you. I will guy. say though that play on Steph, I have to say, I just I don't think he was trying to hurt him. I think it was a hustle play and. That's what you know on defense. That's what he does. Like I don't think it wasn't like a Dylan Brooks. No, it wasn't. And I agree that it wasn't. But he's another one too that's just like I don't think he's as reckless as Dylan. (laughs) But it's just again, it's like that thing to me. Like because of the way that you play, you're like bound to injure people. Mm -hmm. Um, just because you're like it's like you're just with reckless abandonment, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you play like that and I get it there are just guys in the league that make their money like that but when it injures my guy then I don't like you so (laughs) but yeah no I don't think like his intent was like let me go you know hurt Steph or whatever so um but yeah I mean I do I for sure want the Celtics to win so I hope they pull it out I just think Ime like has done an incredible job as a coach Mm. and I feel like I don't know. I just kind of feel like the Celtics, the Celtics deserve this run. Like they, I don't know. I would just like to see them go through. So, I mean, they still would have to play Miami and Miami had, would have home court and that wouldn't be easy, but I, I, I want the Celtics and I like the Celtics. So I don't know. It might be with my heart pick, but that's what I'm going with. Bunt and I were talking about this too, though. If the Warriors do make it to the finals and it's the Celtics, the Celtics concern me a lot. They um, do. I, they came you, in to chase. Like, do you remember when they came in to chase it in? Like they, they oh, I mean, that was tough. And I, that's the team that really concerns me. If the Warriors do make it to the finals, the Celtics, they would be so tough. I agree with you. You know, it's hard with a lot of the the regular season games, even like the ones with the Mavs, for me to look too much into any of them because this team wasn't like intact. So it's like mm-hmm. hard to know because we we had players missing in like all those matchups. And when the Celtics came in that was the game Steph went down. So we beat them when the, but that was the pre Celtics before they like turned it around. So it's like, it's hard to really say, you know, I mean, (coughs) the Celtics, it would be like what the best offense versus the best defense. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's interesting because they're prone to like the scoring, just droughts. Um, So, yeah, but I mean, I think kind of the good thing, I mean, like, even if they have Rob Williams back, they don't have like one of those bigs that like the Warriors would have to worry about. So in terms like of the matchup, I think it would be like pretty interesting to watch that. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was just going to say too, the Celtics, you know, how good their defense is. That's concerning a little bit just with the Warriors, the way their offense has been going through droughts and it's like, they don't score for a while. But part of me also wonders if maybe in a way that will help them limit their turnovers because they're, no, they're going to know they can't be sloppy with the ball. They right. have to take care of the ball because if the Celtics are going to get turnovers, they're obviously going to force them. And so the Warriors can't continue to have these unforced turnovers. So maybe in a way it will be like, oh, we can't be, you know, careless with the ball, making all these, you know, stupid right. passes that they're just being extra with, like just 
get back down to basics, take care of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of me wonders that maybe in a way that will kind of wake them up a little bit and be like, okay, they take care. Of course, they have to get to the finals first, but that's just- no, I know we look, this is just normal talk. We're not saying they are going to get there. We're yeah. respecting all opponents, but yeah, Bonte, when he was on my show, he, we talked about that too. And we, we feel similar. I'm just like, he's like the, the Celtics, that defense. And I'm just like, I really do think that's probably the most difficult matchup. So I shouldn't be rooting for them, but most people seem to be more worried about the Bucks and Giannis and I get it, but I don't know. I feel like with the Bucks, I mean, granted by the finals, you could see Chris Middleton would probably be back, but mm-hmm. I just feel like the Bucks are similar in that like, you can probably just let Giannis go off and contain the others and be okay. Yeah. That's what I think. And I think they have the ability to, to sort of do that um, defensively. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had like, the Bucks had a blowout win versus us and we had a blowout win versus them. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't know, but I just, I, something about the Celtics. So I agree that would probably, to me, in my opinion, that's the harder matchup than the Bucks, even though the Bucks have Giannis, but it's, it's, I feel like that you do, Bonte does. I think we're smart yeah. people. So I'm going to go with exactly. our take. <laughs> exactly. I think we're all, I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I would like it too. That's just, I, I would just like to watch both teams play. I kind of like, as I watch that series with the Celtics and the Bucks, I am one of those people who gets a little frustrated, like watching Giannis because I'm like, some of these are offensive fouls guys. And you're not calling them. Like he mm-hmm. just gets to kind of like barrel in like you can't breathe on him you know people like they should stop following I'm like come on like if you even look at him these (laughs) fouls are being called so yeah I just like I I really don't I'm I'm not in the mood for that kind of like game so I just I don't want to watch it like from a just uh just you know from a viewing experience I don't want to see it like a stylistic so I don't I don't I want the bucks out of here if if if, if if the Celtics can't do it, then I need the Heat to do it. But I haven't even contemplated a Heat Finals, I and I feel either. like I I'm underselling the them. Yeah, I've been sleeping on the Heat. I just, I don't like. I don't know. I used to love Jimmy Butler because I used to be um, being from Missouri growing up. Of course, we didn't have an NBA team there, um, so the Chicago Bulls during the Derrick Rose era. That was my team. And then that's when, you know, Jimmy Butler eventually came in. I ended up being a big Jimmy Butler fan. But I just don't see him being that superstar that can carry a team to the finals. Right. I just don't see it. And I... I mean, none of us do. Yeah. And I... I've been sleeping on Miami. I'm going to admit. <laughs> like, All of us. I have not even considered them going to the finals. I know. Uh, that's why it would be pretty funny if they make it. And I... I, I'm like, I, I, because I haven't even thought about it. I'm like, how would I feel about a heat warriors finals? I don't even know. So I don't know. They could make it, but I, I'd same. I really haven't paid too much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. Mm, well, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, it, it is what it is. We'll find out. So, I mean, if you had to make predictions i mean we kind of talked about like who they would be but if you had to make your predictions what would it be what do you think is going to happen in these game sevens um (laughs) because either way you can go either way okay let's see 
I'm gonna go with Phoenix. I think Phoenix is gonna pull it off. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Celtics. I think the Celtics might do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll go with Phoenix and then the Celtics. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just feel like, I don't know, well, obviously, because I want the Warriors win, so I can't be thinking that the Celtics are going to win it all, but I just feel like this is their year. Like, they're going to make a deep run. They um, just have something in them that they could pull it off. Like, yeah. in the past years, they never had that, where it's like they get close, but you just never felt like they were actually going to do it. But watching them against the Bucks, I mean, they just have as good of a chance you know, as winning as the Bucks do. So I think that maybe this is their year. And Jason Tatum, like we talked about, he's young, but each year he's just getting so much more mature and he can show up in these big games when he's needed. Yeah, so I, I agree. And then also the Celtics defense, like their defense is so incredible. It's so good. Um, Anytime Celtics you have a great defense, you really have a chance. You really do. And I mean, the Bucks have a good defense too, but I don't know. There's just something about that Celtics defense, I'm like, this is incredible, you know? Mm -hmm. Because as much as people are talking about Giannis and everything he's doing, and he's Giannis, he's like, you know, arguably the best player in the world. And so, um, you know, it's like, he's gonna put up numbers, but he's had to work really hard and he hasn't always been efficient. And, and that's a testament to their like defense, right? Like, cause you're not gonna stop a guy like that, but if you can make it harder on him to score his points or slow him down, you're giving yourself a chance. And so their their defense has been incredible. It has been. I definitely think they have a chance. Yeah. For sure. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Lily, thank you so Thanks. much for, for coming on. Uh, it was such a pleasure talking to you. I'm glad that we finally got to do this. And I'm sure Dub Nation is going to be excited to hear from you because we don't always get to hear from you as much. I mean, we <laughs> do, but it's like, you know, like... The people want to hear from you more. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me on. This is so much fun. We'll yeah. have to do it again anytime. Like I said, I feel bad that we had to wait so long. Like, it's okay. The schedule right now is all over the place. No, it's okay. And I actually think it's great that it's worked out for the postseason. So no, no issues yeah. at all. All right. Well, you have enjoy the rest of the weekend. I'm yeah. going to take a nap because I was up really late last night after that game. Get some sleep. <laughs> and after, a crazy week. <laughs> yeah. And I was so mad that there was no basketball on today. And now I'm sort of oh, like happy about it. I'm just like, yes, like Natalie, take this day. Relax, so <laughs> get ready. Cause I feel like Sunday, like tomorrow's gonna be in crate, like it's gonna be insane. And then we'll know, you know, who the Warriors are gonna play, and it's just gonna be every other day. <laughs> every <laughs> other day. Yeah, for wild, sure. All right. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a rating, a review. Do what you do, always do. I appreciate your support. Until next time, guys, take care.